Welcome to At The Root. I am your host, Greg Kuyper. This is the place and time we talk about connection. And I'm not talking about Wi-Fi connection or Bluetooth connection or even a flight connection, but we're talking about emotional connection with others and with ourselves. Yes, with ourselves. How can we possibly have connection with family members, friends, partners at an emotional level if we haven't figured out how to have that kind of connection with ourselves. These are the kind of topics we're going to talk about on this show, and I hope you'll join me each week as we go on this discovery together. I am a practicing psychotherapist, just to let you know where I'm coming from. I'm also a holistic life coach, a recovering addict and alcoholic, and a deeply spiritual person. So we're going to go from there. I'm joined today by one of my producers again, Stacy Heller. Hello, Stacy. Hello. So nice that you're here again. I wouldn't miss it. I learned so much. Well, thank you. Uh, last week we were uh, talking about our need for connection. You know that humans are mammals, and mammals have a uh, innate need for safety, satisfaction, and connection, um, according to the evolutionary scientists. And, you know, with this need for connection, we were talking about how uh, it's been really difficult with the pandemic, right? Oh, yeah. And we've lost people uh, like extended family members, grandma and grandpa. We haven't been able to talk to them or be with them, hug them, uh, coworkers, uh, friends, churchgoers that we go with. I mean, there's all kinds of, of people that we've just lost connection with, and, and we've also... We talked about how some people uh, are finding it they're too close. Well, there is that. Yes. There's totally that. You're either like in the IMAX version of like 3D with your family, like, and you're in the first (laughs) row of said IMAX film. There you go. And they're like way in your face. Or it's very flat and like two-dimensional or one-dimensional. Okay. Good analogy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I talk to some people uh, in my practice where they're, they're just discovering that, um, you know, things were a lot better when we weren't this close together, which says a lot in itself right there. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. Thing. Can of beans. Yeah, yeah, right. And we were, you know, we were talking, too, about bids for connection and integration, and, and we could talk about those things forever. I think we're going to devote some future shows to each of those individually. Today, I think I'd like to look at awareness, right? How aware are we around us of when people are actually trying to connect with us, those bids for connection we talked about? You know, people trying to connect with us, do we get it? Are we watching for that? I think this topic is fascinating. You've talked about it with me before, and we've had conversations about this and really learning to recognize what a bid for connection is when when one is made you know toward you right. whether it's your child or you know and it's right. it's something other than just mom you know that's not a bid for connection right um so i love this topic yeah i do too and 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 it it always seems to spark a lot of introspection in people that i bring it up with a lot of my clients. Uh, but it goes both ways, too, right? I mean, if 
are, are we aware when we really need to initiate a bit, when we need to connect, are we aware of that or are we avoiding it? Um, so there's a big piece to that. And, and I think it really comes down to, you remember when your dad, or at least my dad, used to say, pay attention, <laughs> with a few other words surrounding that that I won't use here. But, um, you know, paying attention, that's what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. but in a less threatening way. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Of course, yes. yes. But, so, but, okay, so we'll back up a little bit. Just how do we pay attention to what's going on around us? Well, and it's not that easy. I mean, trying to tell, you know, using your example, trying to tell a child to pay attention I mean, that goes against the grain of everything that a child is about, right? Well, and, they can't, yeah. <laughs> right. And so then the idea of trying to pay attention and understand how to articulate a bid for connection or whether it's needing one or giving one or receiving right, whatever, right. it's really hard. Yeah, that is. You just brought up something I was thinking about. I was with a client the other day, a uh, uh, middle-aged man who, who's got a, a couple of very young children and he just, he's really struggling with getting them to pay attention and listen and get it right. And I'm like, please, their brain isn't there yet. I mean, the, the brain hasn't even developed to that point yet. Right. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent a little bit there. But, well, it does. But paying attention, paying attention to the bid, to the thoughts and the feelings of the other person that's offering that bid, and then... Uh, paying attention to our inner selves, right? And that's one that is key in order to, to answer bids from other people. We need to be able to uh, feel good about our inner selves and making contact with ourselves. And I don't think we are a lot. Um, we can't pay attention to others unless we have the ability to pay attention to ourselves. And I think... We're missing that a lot in today's world. Um, Deepak Chopra calls it the the divided self. I like that term. Um, the divided self. We're all moms or dads and, and engineers and uh, leader of the PTA and whatever. You know, we've got all these hats we wear, and that's what he's talking about when he talks about divided self. Um, and somewhere in there, is the real self. I call it the real you, right? Well, the thing, the other things that you were talking about are your profession or a role that you play or, you know, as you said, a hat that you wear versus right. the underlying thing that never changes, whether you're in a PTA meeting or a board meeting um, with your company or making your kids peanut butter and jelly or having a date night with your spouse. Right. You're consistently yourself or hopefully, and you bring that with you. Yes. I don't think a lot of people do, though. No, no. And that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm headed with this here is that real you in there becoming aware of who that real you is. And, and it's difficult to do because of all the divided selves in this today's world, right? Um, and we're, we're so programmed from 
an early age of, of dealing with all these, um, all this input, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and where is the real you and who is the real you? You know, we've got, I'd like to think of this as there's, there's uh, parts that we're playing, right? It's, this is a big production. Life is a big production. It's like a musical. Or a, well, not a musical. If it's a, a music- movie. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, if it was a musical, I am like, my character is a lot like the Miss Hannigan character in Annie as done by like Ethel Merman, which <laughs> is fine. It's like, I really can't hold a note, okay. but like, I'm going big. You're going big. <laughs> so I like this analogy, actually, where you're going. Yeah, yeah. And that got, we all have a role to play. We all have roles to play. And, and a lot of times it's multiple right the divide itself but when we're when we're playing this all these roles we've got all these rehearsals going in our head right we have to rehearse for this role and so all day long we've got these rehearsals going and these uh, these rehearsals these thoughts these patterns think about it how many times I don't know, come up with an example here how many times are you are you rehearsing the conversation you're going to have with your boss because he's asked for a meeting, right? And you rehearse it and you rehearse it in your head over and over and over. Um, and you have no idea what's really going to happen, right? You don't know. Could be great. Could be a, he's going to offer you some money. Right. But in your head, you're rehearsing what's going to happen and the human's we have an, an, an innate ability to, we move to a negativity bias. That's also evolutionary science in there. We're, we're um, from way back when, right? Survival instinct stuff. I mean, if, if a twig snapped in the woods, someone didn't go, oh, that must be my partner. They, <laughs> they'd go, no. Duck. Duck, run, <laughs> it's a tiger, whatever, right? right? Exactly. Well, that, that's built into our, to our uh, DNA now. And so this negativity bias is, is we just automatically, instantly go to the negative. And uh, it's like the ladder of inference. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think of that, that thing that you automatically have this narrative that you've filled in. Um, JDK talked about it on his show. Um, The show is all about you, where he was talking about narratives that we have. And so we have these narratives that you're like loaded for bear when, you know, hey, honey, I told, you know, our kid that they could stay out late, extra late for, you know, uh, curfew or whatever when they had said no. And you have all of these different ways that you're going to say it like, hey, honey. Or like, hey, honey, or, you know, and you're right, you're rehearsing in your head and you're immediately assuming what their reaction is going to be or what the message is going to be. So you're climbing this ladder of inference. Right. And the assumption generally, the assumption we lean to as humans is negative, right? I mean, you get it. You get the the email from your boss that he wants to have a meeting right away. Where does your head instantly go? I'm fired. Instantly. Right. And and it just... it doesn't go to, oh, my God, I'm going to get a raise. It goes to, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? What's wrong? Uh, you know, it, 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 we think of countless examples that way. But, 
because of that negativity bias, these rehearsals we do in our head all day long generally flow that way, right? So how can we catch that? That's what this awareness is about. How can we catch that um, so that um, we are looking more at our real self or it's coming from our real self and not the divided self that's been so programmed for so long? So I have a question. Yeah. So if I'm going to be trying to look at something and not automatically assuming negativity, do you think that it's one of the reasons, you know, there's this whole idea of negative attention is still attention and whatever, that we're almost programmed to not respond to positivity and instead, we are very trained to respond to negativity. So it's the whole when somebody says jump, we say how high. And, you know, so kids, you know, I think of when kids are trying to get attention um, from right. parents that very often the way that you feel like you have to do it is if you say, look at this great picture that I drew. Parents are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you say, I just clogged the toilet, parents immediately run to you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of a silly example, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So now, like, now insert, you know, significant other, friend, boss, etc. Right. You know, I don't know what my question was in there exactly. <laughs> no, but, no, but you made a good point, right? I mean, if, if we're moving to the negative in our thinking, in our processes, then... It can't be from our real self. I don't think I said that the way I wanted to, but but there's a real self in there that that is you, that is your true consciousness. I mean, this is getting kind of spiritual here, but that's what it is. And and we don't operate from that true self enough in our daily lives. In fact, rarely do we operate from that true self. And so Part of this awareness we're talking about is being able to become aware over time with practice of that real self and the answers that it has to share rather than the divided selves and the, and the negativity bias and uh, the autopilot stuff. You know, this is autopilot, right? Think about it. We've been, we are on autopilot. We all have our great autopilot. It's the easy way to go. We've developed it. It is now the default program that mm-hmm. we are operating on and have been since we've been, who knows, four, three, sure. five, whatever. Um, and over time, of course, it's modified with, with, with uh, environmental things that happen to us, social things that happen to us. But, but it's always this autopilot because we don't have to be very aware when we're auto, on autopilot. We don't have right. to be aware at all when we're on autopilot, right? Unless somebody turns it off or you, you know, sure. it breaks. <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is that we tend to be reactionary. Right. Or this autopilot where we are so reactionary and knee-jerk in our response that that's not our true selves. That is the self that is programmed. Right. That if we really want to know 
how our true selves would respond, then we need to be less knee-jerk and we need to take a pause and sit with it for longer than the two seconds where we yell, what do you mean you clogged the toilet? (laughs) Right, right. And the reactivity, I mean, yes, we react. And that falls back to we react with the negativity bias. So it's like a double whammy there, right? Not only are we not responding from our real self, our real you, we're responding from the reactivity of the autopilot. And generally that reactivity has a negative bias to it, assuming the worst, right? Yes. We always want to, we talk about, you know, assume the positive and, you know, be optimist, whatever. But it's in our genes the other way. It actually is. Um, and so that's part of the awareness is catching that before you go too far. I use the example sometimes with folks of road rage, and I do that because that is something that I have dealt with in the past. And Which role? Huh? I'm going to go ahead and ask, which role? <laughs> road rage. No, I know, but like, I are you the, okay, I was like, are you the one that's driving or are you the one that's not driving fast enough? No, no, no. Okay, so... So I, I've, I've, I've done really well with this and, and worked really hard on it, actually, to get out of that autopilot because that's, that was an autopilot for me. And, you know, if, if think about it. Somebody cuts you off, you know, I don't know, maybe you flip them off and you get, you get angry, you speed up, and then you start the rehearsal in your head, right? That's when this rehearsal starts and it's... Uh, Maybe you're going to beat the crap out of him. Maybe you're going to go cut him off down the road. You're going to call the cops. You're going to, and this rehearsal goes on and on and on in your head for who knows how long, right? And your blood pressure is going up. You're grabbing the wheel even stronger, mm-hmm. white knuckling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you've got the clenched. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> yeah. and, and And so you have just worked yourself into a. Uh, a terrible anxiety place of, of physical distress and mental distress. And none of it's true. You're not going to do any of it. And, and it, so it's, so, and it might have lasted 10 minutes as you're driving along, right? Right. So there's 10 minutes of your life you just spent in a very anxious moment, physically distressed, mentally distressed, and you created it through automatically moving to a negativity, negative thought process in your rehearsal because it's automatic. That's so true. And I think about how, you know, and you're driving to pick up, you know, your kid from an activity. And now not only, you know, there's that, but now you're cranky. And so now, not only did they take the 10 minutes of time that you went through that whole narrative, but now that's actually changed your whole vibe and mood, and there's been an energy shift. A total energy shift, and you're about to go connect with someone, right? (laughs) That'll go well. That that connection is probably not going to go as well as if you had not just done that 10-minute rehearsal of high anxiety and working yourself up, anger, frustration, all of those negative type emotions. So we can't connect with other people if we can't connect 
with ourselves. And when we're connecting with ourselves, we are coming from best we can, our real self, not this divided self that um, is on autopilot and reacting the way we always have. And so, and that's the awareness piece. What do we do with that? You know, how do we become aware of these moments? And there's no magic answer. You know, it is being present in the moment, mindfulness, if you will. Um, so now if I go off on one of those rehearsals, let's say it's a somebody cut me off type situation, mm-hmm. I can catch myself two minutes into it instead of 10. Okay. That's what we want to do. Or we want to catch ourselves 30 seconds into it, or maybe catch it right at the beginning so we don't ever have to go through it at all. But if we just catching, oh, no, 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 no. I know where this is going. Okay. I love that. Okay. So that makes sense because I was sort of, I keep thinking as you're talking about this that I'm I'm supposed to nip it in the bud and I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm from the East Coast. I I totally have road rage. And like, by the way, I'm not going to be able to nip this in the bud right away. So you're suggesting that it's... It's still a win if you don't dedicate as much time. And then as you start to become more and more aware, you're going to become aware sooner and you're going to be able to stop it And more sooner. frequently. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is, over the course of time, creating a new autopilot that is much more functional and up-to-date, right? The new autopilot is, is coming from the real you and catching these things and not coming from a place of reactivity, right? The reactivity is um, the part of the sympathetic nervous system, you know, that's the fight, flight, freeze thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where the cortisol and the adrenaline and the anger, and it all comes from, right? And, and we have a tendency to operate, we, most people, I think, a lot of people, let's put it that way, have a tendency to operate from that position, uh, rather than a more balanced position of, of uh, the other side of the sympathetic, parasymp- the parasympathetic side of the nervous system. Anyway, the two balance each other out. Um, and we do that with awareness, right? And catching this, we're going to, it's never going to be perfect. Okay, I'm, what's going through my head as you're talking about this is, when our kids were little mm-hmm. and you had the you would baby proof the uh the house and the electric sockets because you know you had to be aware of your kids <laughs> yeah. sticking their finger in right right and you know you were like and so i'm thinking about baby proofing or awareness proofing my mind right so that when i when i go to that place where i'm being reactive i'm thinking of you know don't put your finger in that socket. Don't give this energy. That's it. How can we catch ourselves? And we do that by operating from a, a more present standpoint. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to, this, this is going to be a topic that's going to carry on for a week or two or three here. Well, I'm a slow learner, so well, I'm good with but, that. But, <laughs> well, because, because what do we do now? Okay, we know we need to be more aware. Okay, so, okay, tell me. How do I be more aware? Right. Right. I mean, 
So that's where we're going to go with this. I don't think there's any tell you how to be more aware. It's learn how you can be more aware on your own, mm-hmm. right? With, uh, with curiosity, with exploration, with mostly self-compassion. And self-compassion uh, for a lot of us is in uh, short supply. Uh, and I would say then that that's the biggest thing we need. Right, right. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I think we're about out of time today. Um, we have about two minutes left. Two minutes. All right. Well, I just want everybody to come back next week, I hope, so we can carry on with this conversation of awareness and connection. Because we cannot improve our connection with others unless we can work on our connection with ourselves. And that requires some changes and some awareness and being present. And that's where we're going to head with this um, as we move forward. I love uh, this. And I'm going to think about baby-proofing my, my head. <laughs> so homework for, homework for everybody this week. Just see if one or two times you can catch yourself in one of those lengthy rehearsals that are not doing you any good and chuckle and smile and go, oh, here it is. Great right? said. And, and just, just with curiosity, see if you can do that. These shows are all recorded, and you can find them on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, So please do so and share it with your friends. And remember, at the root of connection is awareness, so please stay aware out there.